Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Weekend sports with a difference. So I thought it'd be fun if we all went around and said our name and a little something about ourselves. I'll start. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. Will you stop your damn sniveling, son? Buck up, Bart. Buck up. On ESPN Sports Radio 1080, The Fan. What's happening? Mike Lynch is not me. My guy is in Jersey right now enjoying his family for the holiday. Happy Easter to everyone that's out there listening right now. If you're in the car, if you're on your way to work, you're on your way to uh, you're on your way to church, quite possibly with your family. So hopefully you're gonna have a great Easter. Hopefully there's a lot of really good food coming up and some great time with your family. Uh, I personally, I'm getting to spend some time with my family right now, low key. So I, I don't know if this is a first, probably not, but. We're going to have a, a, a quad-hosted show today, uh, at least just for the first hour or so. Um, with my guy Lynch out, man, I wanted to call in, like I said, man, some family, some people that I like to kick it with, some people I like to talk to. Uh, I like to surround myself with interesting people that have interesting takes and also do some dope stuff on top of that. So with me, I have a friend of the show, my guy, Mr. Anthony Deloney. He, back in the building. Back in the building, man. He came through once before. Yes, you know, actually, a few times me. before. So yeah. a lot of questions I want to ask him as he is the proud father of someone here in the town who's doing really, really big things. So, of course, we got some questions on the screen. So you don't care about me no more. It used to, I mean, it used to be about me. Now it's about my son. You should get to that son. point, man. It's love. It's, you know, I've done a good gonna, job then. If you want to know about my job. son, I'll yes, take it. I'll a, take you've it. You've done a great job. So I want to ask you about some of those uh, some of those skills you kind of put in place to get that there. Absolutely. Also, I got a, a couple of friends of mine that came on the show when I did the uh, Center and the Saint once before, uh, did the Growler and the Grill with us. They are the owners of what I consider the best burger place in town. That's no offense or disrespect to nobody else. I just, we all have our preference. And they are Mr. John Hunt, Danny Moore, owners of Stupid Burger. What's Stupid going on, Burger. Yo, yo, what's happening? Man, I had to get my guys on. I've been saying that we got to go ahead and do this on Sports Sunday at least one point. I think we have a lot of people that, you know, as you guys start to blow up more and more, I'm sure they kind of want to know where you are. I know there's been some transition, you know, yeah. away from a, a cart into a fully-fledged restaurant and everything like that. So I also want to give you guys an opportunity to talk about that. But more than anything, man, my guys know sports, you know, so... I always want to make sure we have people in here that can at least be interesting, if nothing else. So you can make sure you interact with us on the text line, 55305. Uh, you can get at us on Twitter. At least you can get at me on t- Twitter, at TaylorMade503. I know it's at Anthony A.D. Deloney. The most boring Twitter handle of all it? time. A.D. Deloney. A.D. Yes, Deloney. That's it. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be a dope Twitter. I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it to AD 808, get at me, dog, fam, fam. <laughs> Whatever no, no more Mac Loney. Whatever works. <laughs> 
Whatever hey, works. Hey, man, slow down, man. You put my gun. Hey, man. Macaroni with the cheese. They don't know nothing about that. So do you fellas have a Twitter somewhere or an Instagram no, they can no get Twitter, at you? No uh, Twitter, but you can get us at Facebook or a Stupid Burger, uh, PDXStupidBurger.com. PDXStupidBurger.com. And we're located uh, 2329 Northeast Gleason, um, best burger in town. If you want a good burger or Okay, so I got a question. I got a question. So y'all got, like I said, I, I think you're among the best, if not the best. Can you eat somewhere else? Like, is it like if you on the way home and it's late and like, oh, babe, let's go ahead and go to McDonald's real quick. Like, can you can you do that? Can you enjoy another burger from somewhere else now and not be like uh, almost kind of on some hate, spiteful stuff? Like, oh, man, it's cool. I don't like they sauce, though. No, nah, no. Nah, you know, I had Arby's last night, you know, so. Shout out to Arby's. You know, late <laughs> night <laughs> snacks. And then I just had the new Carl Jr. they put over in the hood. I think everybody went to the new Carl Jr. As soon as they Facts. put that up on Lombard. Fact, thank you so much, Carl Jr., for giving us Are they spot? Oh, no, I'm just saying because the sliders are wonderful, <laughs> yeah, the, and if somehow we could get a lifetime supply, so I'm just saying. If you're from North oh, Northeast yeah. Portland, then you're incredibly familiar with what we called uh, the Xbox. So Xbox. half Exotica, uh, which is the gentleman's club that no longer exists. Yeah, I'm, I'm unfamiliar. I'm unfamiliar. Yeah, me too. But with this thing, you, I, talk, I went you there speak once of. and I met a young lady named Alize. Oh my! Goodness. I told her it wasn't her name, but that's that. So we could talk about strip clubs all day because we have so many in Portland. But we are going to get to some sports. There's a whole lot of sports going on. It doesn't seem like it right now, but we're getting to the, be that point. Uh, that point. Uh, national title game is set, so we know it's going to be Villanova going against the Michigan Wolverines. We're going to talk a little bit about that coming up. We're going to talk a little Blazers. The Zers have a big game tonight. I don't know. Who do they play tonight, Jesse? Um, it don't matter. It's Lillard time. Man, they tapping my watch as we <laughs> they speak. Play you already know. So a very winnable game for the Blazers tonight against Memphis. Are they at home or away? Home. They are home tonight. So a payback game. This will be a payback game. Lillard didn't play last, last game. No, he did not. I mean, how valuable is that guy? We're Man. actually going to talk about Damian Lillard's value. And right. is he really an MVP candidate? And how far... Really, where should he finish in this? Well, I think we all know that James Harden is going to walk away with this award. Where exactly does Damian Lillard finish? We'll go ahead and dive into that as well. Uh, we're going to talk some NFL news and notes. A lot of stuff happened over the past week. There's a lot of rumors, possible big names on the move from you know, trades. Yeah, trades and free agency and some of those things. The draft so we'll, coming up. Draft coming up. So we're going to talk a little bit NFL news and notes. Uh, ESPN came out with a list. The NBA's most influential players of all time. There's some guys on that list I'm not necessarily – uh, 100 on 100% on board with, and so we'll kind of dive into that. Who did they get wrong? Who did they get right? Uh, there's a high school player here in the state of Oregon that broke a record for four, five, and six A. Nobody's talked about it, but it kind of goes into the transition of where basketball is going. So we'll dive into that, and I think Anthony Deloney might have a little bit of insight uh, as to how some of that's happened. We're gonna have hated to love it as always at 10:30. Uh, we're only gonna have our guys from Stuperburger from 10 from nine to 10 because they have a business to run, and we want to make sure that they are able to get the Now, are you guys open today? or? Yeah, don't come today. We closed. Yeah, they're closed. Y'all enjoy them Easter meals. Yes. No burgers on Easter. Yeah, I think I'm going to Golden Corral today. Like, my family decided we're not cooking, <laughs> so we're going to Golden Corral. And, I, heard, I heard the line there is ridiculous. And so we're going to go on Easter. So I appreciate my family for <laughs> coming up with that idea. So first off, last night, final four games, couple of really big games. Uh, Okay. Who was raise your hand if you're rooting for Loyola last night? You know it's like okay. It. You can participate in your I, car I, as well. Man, I like it. Car as well. I like it, man. That's I, Loyola. What's the what's the grandma name? Sister Mary Catherine and the what's her name? 
I don't know about the lady. The lady in the wheelchair, life. man. <laughs> Shout out. Yes, yeah, sister. Is it, is it sister Mary? What is, what is man, it? sister Mary Rose something. Well, Her. by the way, last night Loyola's <laughs> great Cinderella Cinderella run uh, came to an end at the hands of Michigan. It looked like for a while they had a great opportunity to close it out, and they you just know, fell they apart. Up, they were up about ten with six minutes to go. Wow! And then you saw Michigan kind of come back and. Uh, and, and really put a stamp on it for them. Uh, let's see, Wagner, Mortiz Wagner had 17 for Michigan to lead them last night. Uh, great story with Loyola Chicago. They got there. Nobody really expected them to be there, although they only had five losses on the year. Um, they've been a really solid team mm-hmm. throughout the year. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were surprised about how good they were, but I've been kind of sticking to this a couple past few weeks on the show is that, you know, College or college basketball talent is so much more spread out. Right. Good guys aren't just going to Duke mm-hmm. and Kansas anymore. You know, we're looking at guys to play for the Trailblazers right now, and Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, who went to Lehigh and Weber State. Mm-hmm. Neither of those are mm-hmm. basketball powerhouses, mm-hmm. and they are the best scoring backcourt in all of the NBA. So we're starting to see a lot of guys, a lot of kids that aren't necessarily going uh, to the major powers. And my question is, is this going to be the norm for college basketball? Because it looks like those guys aren't, like I said, they're not going to the Blue Buds anymore. Well, well, I'll hit you. I would say it's been the norm for, for the last several years because what you what you really see is the best players are still going to the powerhouses, right? The difference is they're only staying there for one year. Right. So if you're a, if you're a veteran team with juniors and seniors, right, long term, you're not better than the Fab Five freshmen at Kentucky long term. But this year, you're just as good because you have experience, because you have toughness, right? You, because you've been there before in certain situations, right? So I think you see that every year now, a team that has some seniors, that has some juniors, and specifically, and I'm going to keep saying this throughout all our segments today, if you can shoot the ball, you got action, right? And that's one of the things that travels. If you're if you're 5'1", and you can shoot the ball, you give yourself a chance. And that's what I think you see is happening. Every single year, there's a team that's older that can beat some of these powerhouse guys that are are much more talented but don't have as much experience. I like it. I like it. Uh, I think that going to a small school, you know, for a good player, you know, creates a better chance. Like your Damian Lillard or your C.J. McCullough or, you know, your, your, uh, your Steph Curry. He didn't have to do like little brother and – go to Duke, a powerhouse school, mm-hmm. to make a name for itself. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of – we're going to start seeing a lot of guys. And it, it can be for a lot of reasons. It can be for grades. Mm-hmm. It can be for, you know, the fact that you didn't really uh, have a great high school season up until your senior year. So there are a lot of reasons that guys kind of move on and uh, go to those other schools. On the other side of the bracket, Villanova beat Kansas. I think a lot of people <sighs> kind of expected it. And I don't think people expected them to win by that much. But Villanova is looking like the best team in all of college right now. I don't know if there's anybody who's going to be able to. Well, I definitely don't think Michigan's going to be able to beat them. Michigan, they're, they're well coached, and they're. I mean, I think they're pretty good, but I don't think they're. They're going to put up a good fight. They're going to put up a good fight, but Villanova, that defense, they showed it last yeah. night against Kansas, who's a great scoring team, has a couple of kids who during the tournament have been averaging 20, uh, 21, and nineteen. So. It's a team that's really well coached and Bill Self, but they just ran into a juggernaut in Villanova, and they're going to be good moving forward. Okay, coming up next, we're actually going to dive into the national championship game, Villanova versus Michigan, Monday night, national championship on the line. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan.
Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 9-16, right back here on Sports Sunday. Special special edition, special edition, I should say, of Sports Sunday. I got the, let's call this a stupid edition. Stupid. Yeah, let's call this a stupid edition. You know what I'm saying? I got my guys, John Hunt, Danny Moore, owners of Stupid Burger, uh, director of strategic initiative. Is that correct? Yeah, I wasn't listening, but that but you nailed it. Yes, yeah. uh, for, for Self Enhancement Incorporated, it's <laughs> a good title. Uh, one of the one of the that's biggest, my day job. One of the biggest culturally specific organizations in all of all of Oregon, not just Portland, all of Oregon, uh, and that is what Anthony Deloney does. Um, but today they do sports, that's and right. today we talk sports, and we also talk national championship game. It's coming up tomorrow. First question is. Uh, are you guys oh, number one? Did y'all fill out? A, did you guys do brackets? No bracket. No bracket. I filled out a bracket. You did fill out a bracket. I filled out several brackets. So, yeah. How many of them? Well, well here, here's the thing about the busted, right? You got to be careful because when, when I don't know who lost the first day, it was like Arizona or somebody. Number one, a 16. Seed. Yeah. So, so in a lot of sense, like, come on, y'all, all of our brackets were busted, yeah. right? And so, so a lot of that didn't affect me. So, in two different pools, I picked Villanova to win it all. So I, I'm looking good, right? The other half is dead for the half the, I mean, 90% of the population. So I'm rolling with Villanova. I had a hunch. Uh, from the beginning, I thought they were the most, most versatile, right? They can D up and shoot the ball, and that, that travels well. You know what I mean? So I think that that, that that was my gut. I mean, who knew? But, you know, lo and behold, I got Villanova. Villanova wins. I'm, you know, dinner on me. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Villanova has been um, a lot of people would say they've been the best team all mm-hmm. year. It'd be really hard to disagree with that. So no, Xavier had an amazing run this year. Uh, actually, they've had an amazing run the last couple of years. But Villanova and their ability to shoot the ball last night, and I uh, believe it was a tournament record, 18 three-pointers made. Wow. Uh, they took 36. They had made, um, I think, 12 three-pointers by the time uh, – who did they play yesterday? Uh, Kansas. At the time, Kansas had made one. Wow! So yeah. they were already that that game was over really before it started. I looked up. I was in the barber chair today. That's how I look so fresh today, fellas. Okay. But I, <laughs> I looked up at the score, and before I knew it, it was nineteen to four. Yep. And then it was twenty something four, and I was like, okay, at this point, Kansas kind of kind of gave up. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. So you know, Villanova has been holding it down for like the last. Five, it's five, almost like years. 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Can they be considered a powerhouse team now? I think the thing that Villanova does that it's almost kind of a lost art in college right now is the, the ability to get kids to stay. Hey. Mm. You know, so, I mean, you look at this team right. right now. Nova has one kid in their starting lineup who's a sophomore. Everybody mm. else is juniors and seniors on this team. Like, I think that if you're looking rare. for things to, to grow in college, this is the way it's going to happen. It's going to mm-hmm. be guys, mind you, and they're not going to go to Duke, and they're not going to go to Kentucky. That's a major major like exposure for you at that point and you you have an NBA audition you know every single week you know going to Villanova going to Xavier you know guys have to stay to really get their name out there and so I think you're if you have more schools like this I think you'll see more people more and more kind of committed to college think about it when we were watching college basketball you had guys that stayed for at least a couple of years yeah you got a chance to learn who this uh this pro about this program the players absolutely and and also familiar enough to be able to love or hate somebody yeah Yeah. Leitner's there for four years. Like, I've got four years to figure out whether I love or hate Christian Leitner. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you had that opportunity. Now you don't really know. And so you get a flash in the pan for one year. I, I hope Aiton, uh, 
DeAndre Ayton. That's his that's his name, right? How do you say his last name? Kid from Arizona? Uh, we don't know. Yeah, well, Jason. he's presumed to be the number one pick in the draft this year. But we don't know if he's going to pan out or whatever. So you never really know. I think guys staying two and three years, I think you have a better understanding of what they're able to do. You know, there's a local story with the, uh, well, kind of local, with uh, the Brunson kid from uh, Villanova. Do you guys remember Rick Brunson? Yeah, yeah. His the dad, backup yeah, point guard yeah. in Portland for a couple of years? Absolutely. He was, he was a, super terrible, in yeah. my opinion. But, but, he but had they, good fundamentals. But they did a great special on how he man, pushed his son, I mean, to the point where they're almost coming to blows and they're working hard and they're crying. And, you know, years later you see where he's at and he's a player of the year candidate. Yeah. So just shout out to Rick it. Brunson. Was a, was a good fella. Yeah. Did, did he win it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wow. I think Trey Young should have won, but, you know. I mean, Trey, Trey Young had his great three, four weeks of yeah. college yeah. basketball and then, and then just, just kind of kind of fizzled. And that's what you get. You know, and Trey Young is probably going to be a lottery pick right. based on those four weeks that he had of really good basketball. You but think he'll do well in the NBA? I think he will. I, I think he will just because the NBA is all about speed, quickness, yeah. and shooting. And, and he does that, right? I mean, it's the same people that say, you know, I, I think uh, Steph Curry's too little. Right. Yeah, right. okay. Right. Yeah. But again, when you can shoot that ball, your value is so it, it goes through the roof if you can shoot that rock. Because it's more like a running gun. Like, he has like, good potential. Yeah. yeah. He got a lot of work to do though. And it, and, and again, you, you you know, when you're a college student, yeah, you know, you, you you're hooping but you also go into class and you gotta do all these other things. When you step into that professional world, this is my job. Yes. My job is to eat, lift, shoot, lay down, and do it again, right? And so you're going to naturally see him fill out, get better, work on and, – and, again, this is, you know, master's-level basketball. So, you know, it's film about my game. People are breaking it down, showing me how to do these things better. So I, I think the kid will have some success. How good is Jay Wright? Like, I, I look at that guy and I look at really what he's been able mm. to do um, for Villanova for the past, what, 15? He's I remember he was at North Carolina. Time. He didn't really do too well he's there. Been, yeah, he's he's been a Villanova for a long time. But I mean, it goes to show that you know, if you with a different opportunity, uh, you might be able to do much, much more. And it's really an a, an old school approach. You know, yeah. making sure that you have these character guys, making sure you can teach guys how to play defense. Like it's no wonder that they're so well coached defensively. Yeah, you've got a lot of mature kids there that stay and learn how to play defense. Like you look at right now in the, in the NBA, see a lot of Olay defense. That's because on the AAU level, that's not what they learn how to do. That's you know, right. You learn, you're, that's a, the AAU is the biggest individual basketball sport that there. That, that's Ever. that's what it is. It's it's an individual sport. Mm-hmm. You go out there and just basically showcase how good you are, mm-hmm. and th- that's that's the end goal. It's not necessarily win the tournament. That's a good thing. Hopefully, you get a chance to do that. But more so, it's, it's to like get those kids that are on your team. Two hundred tournaments. So it's like no no one no one really cares. So Villanova <laughs> yeah. has a bunch of guys on their team that wanted to be there, wanted to stay there. Character guys want to play the same way, and it's starting to show. Now I'm, I'm thinking you're going to get a lot of those kind of tough, hard-nosed kids that are going to want to play for Jay Wright. Yeah, it, it goes back to the earlier point around seniors and juniors, you know, having success. Because when you – got to remember, the, the freshmen that we see are like Bagley, 
right? Right. I mean, 18 months ago, Bagley was in Portland dunking on, you know, seniors. You know what I'm saying? Wow. You know what I'm saying? In the in these small, you know, not small for them, but these high school tournaments going around. So, you know, a year later, he's playing on the, the highest stage possible. He hasn't learned everything he needs to know about. I mean, he, he was only a student, what, from September uh, right through December. So you've only been a college student for four months, right? right? He's not going to go to class, right, after – basketball so really he would he's this is almost like a high school senior deluxe right right versus a 21 year old that knows the scheme in and out of Villanova's defense right right and that's where I think you see the difference in quality from a team like Villanova so there's another team in the national championship uh and that's the Michigan Wolverines Wolverines have lost seven games all season they've been uh they've been a great team for the Big Ten I'm trying to think, Jesse. Outside of Michigan State, who, what Big Ten teams have won a national championship over the last like 20, 30 years? Uh, I think Michigan State's it. Are they? I think I, Ohio State. I, won I, one, I, I, or I would they either win. say Ohio State's been close. Ohio State got yeah. there. Greg Oden, the year in Turner. 2007. Yeah, that. But so this is an opportunity for Michigan to get their second national championship. And you know, really, only put, two put big. Yeah, this will this will be Michigan's second national championship. Mm-hmm. That that uh, that Fab Five team uh, didn't get one. They, they got close, yeah. but you know, Weber traveled at the end. They didn't call it all type of stuff. It was weird. But Michigan, I'm curious. They are six and a half point underdogs. Um, do you give how much of a chance do you give the Wolverines? We'll start with you, Deloney. <sighs> it it goes back to shooting, and uh, I I think Villanova. In 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 the rare sense, man, they have the best offense and the best defense. So I, I honestly, I I'd, I'd put the money down on Villanova. I, I think six isn't big enough to be honest. I think I think it's going to be about 11, 12 point game. You heard it here first. There it is. Lock Hot. it in. Hot take. <laughs> so um, according to uh, the very very reliable Wikipedia. Uh, the last Big Ten championship for basketball was Michigan State, and Michigan was uh, previous to that in '89. Indiana, Indiana. Glenn Rice. Mm. Michigan State. Indiana. So this Ramil is a great opportunity. They, they for, really haven't had a lot of recent success they in basketball. They haven't. They haven't. So this is a great opportunity for Michigan to kind of right their wrongs. John, you have to. Um, I'm really like a guy of an underdog, so I mean, I don't say. I'm not giving it to Villanova, but um, I think it's all about halftime adjustments. Like, whoever, like, makes the best halftime adjustments. I mean, Michigan, they're, they got there for a reason, so they're pretty good. But I don't really see uh, them beating the powerhouse of Villanova. So yeah, I, I, I see it really But big. I think it's going to be a great fans. game. It's going to be a... I think it's going to be a, be a slugfest, but yeah. at the same time, I'm, I'm thinking Villanova is going to be Debo in said slugfest. I say if you want to put your money up, you better go with Villanova. That's the that's the play. I think if that's want, the play yeah. everybody's got. You want to win big though? Go with Michigan. Oh, yeah. You see whomever bet on the 16th seed came <laughs> yeah. up. I want to say it was like 38 racks. Yeah. Like wow. So 38 racks means 38,000 for all those who are unfamiliar. So, okay. So let's go. So I think everybody's saying, Jesse, who's going to win this game? I mean, Nova. Uh, Is anybody going to watch the game? Maybe. I am. Absolutely. I'll probably have something else to do. I don't have TBS, think, and I'm I think Monday Night Raw is on. It's the go-home re- episode on, before WrestleMania. Absolutely watching. <laughs> it's, 
the it's the go home episode before WrestleMania, so that's what I'll probably be watching. You know, so hey, it happens. <laughs> All right, coming up next. Coming up next, man. Uh, the Blazers have a big game. What are our expectations for the Blazers as we move forward? We'll talk about that right here on Sports Sunday. But first, Jesse has Sports Center. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 9.32, back on The Fan. Mike Lynch is out celebrating Passover with his family. I'm hoping they have a great time. The Lynch mob out there in Jersey. Man, nicest people ever, Jesse. I don't know if you've met Lynch's parents. I have not. Lynch's parents are the nicest folks ever, quite possibly. Now I see why Lynch is so... You know, well adjusted. And like, huh, yeah, nothing yeah. really bothers me. I just kind of yeah. hang out all day, you know. So, a shout out to the Lynches. Hopefully, they're having a great holiday. And happy holidays to all of you guys, man. To everybody out there listening, happy Easter. Hopefully, you're going to have a great time with your family. Um, if you do go out and get some food, like I have to do, I'm going to Golden Corral. Um, I, I mean, part of me is like, okay, I want to try it. Everybody's been talking about it. The other part of me is like, man, I don't want to go. A restaurant for Easter today? Like I don't, I don't get a plate to take it, to the it's house. It's not like how it used to be. It's not the same. It's not the same. Well, grandma out. It's not right? the same, man. So the best part about it is, it's April Fools. There you go. So I'm ah. thinking, I'm hoping that's what we're doing. <laughs> and it's my mom's birthday. Shout yeah. out, shout out, shout Yvonne. Yes, Miss Woods. Yes, yes. You know, a lot so, going on. Yeah. So April Fools. It's a messed up day to have a holiday. <laughs> right. You know, you know what I'm saying? I have a, I have a friend who also has a birthday. Uh, today on April Fools, and he thinks he's gonna get the dopest stuff from his lady. And it just never happens. <laughs> oh, it's a joke that just keeps on giving. Uh, all Easter's also dope because you know if you wanted to, if there's something on, you can always watch some basketball. And tonight, your Portland Trailblazers take on the Memphis Grizzlies right here at home in the road <laughs> in the Moda Center. It's still real hard for me not to say Rose Garden. Rose Garden. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just. It's one of the things. Like I'm, I'm trying really hard to do it, but it's it's going to be a process. But the Blazers, coming off a, a, a big win, of on Friday, Clippers Friday against the Clippers. Thank you so much. Uh, 105-96, a great game for man. A lot of people kind of stepped up, but for me, I'll be real. I'm never really that impressed by the Clippers. The Blazers have such a much such a better roster than the Clippers, so I kind of expected them to come through, but uh, Yusuf Nurkic, 21 points, 12 rebounds. Uh, Dame came in and contributed 17 points and 11 assists. A lot of people weren't sure if Dame would play after his brother uh, was shot at uh, Clackamas Town Center. Hopefully he's making a speedy recovery. So a lot of people weren't sure if he would play, and he came in and gave a pretty inspired performance. But tonight the Blazers got a chance for, for some revenge on the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies are always a, a tough team. They're going to scrap at yeah, you. They're going to they're gonna push you around a little bit. They're not really going to score 115 points, but they're going to keep you from trying to do that. I think this should be an easy game for the Blazers, though. All that being said, I think you got a lot of guys on this team right now who are playing some really good basketball. I'm not the biggest fan of um, Aminu. However, Aminu has yeah. been playing some really good basketball as of late. Yeah, watch your mouth, man. Yeah. What's saying, going on? Playing, he is killing. He's been at a high level. Amazing. like Aminu. Aminu's been Aminu. playing some basketball, which is kind of – he's he's. Uh. He shifted the way that I felt feel about him over the past few games. So hopefully he can keep up I'm with you. he's on. You know, there's sometimes it's just a little erratic, you know, kind of bad shots. And, you know, and when he misses, he really misses. You right. Know, they're, they're, they're really bad, bad misses when he does that. Um, I think the best 
player on the team that doesn't have to score the ball but is still really effective is Shabazz Napier. Uh, his yeah. ability to play defense and really lock up, especially some of those uh, some of those smaller uh, point guards, even some of the bigger ones. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's really really key for what they've been able to do. And I think everyone has been pleasantly surprised by the emergence of one Zach Collins, young Collins, the kid who didn't even start on his college team, uh, is coming in and really becoming a huge huge part of what the Blazers are able to do. Had his career high, 15 points the other night, 7 for 10 from the floor in 21 minutes. He just continues to improve more and more and more every single game. This is really the, the – his trajectory is what people expected from Myers Leonard. Yeah, absolutely. This was the guy that Myers Leonard was supposed to be. You know, not necessarily this jump shooter that we saw or that we're seeing now, but the guy that's going to come in there, bang, get a couple – Shots being athletic inside. Is he still on the team, Myers Leonard? Myers Leonard is still on the team. Uh, He had a DNP coach's decision uh, the other day. So, uh, yeah, that's that's where Myers Leonard is. I, you know, he might as well start coaching. He he may as well just you know kind of pick up a clipboard because it just hasn't worked for him here in Portland. I think there's been a lot of people holding out hope, and I know we've talked about it here. Jesse, I see Jesse's face right now like he really wants to go in and talk about my... No, it just mostly it's like that's the funny thing about the NBA where like he should just mail it in and go be coaches. Like he's right now currently he's making like $10 million a year. So like he's... One, he's kind of laughing on the bench like, ha-ha, you're paying me $10 million to not play. But some other team will pick him up when this contract is up, and he will still be making over a million dollars to play a couple minutes in a game where, you know, it's – we're we're piling on him, but everything's okay. No, he's good. And here's the cool part. In Myers-Leonard land. Myers-Leonard is better at basketball than most people could ever imagine to be. You know, so if he came to whatever 24-hour fitness you work out at or whatever ballets, if there's a gym in there, Myers Leonard is the best player on the floor. That's just what it is. You know, I think Brian Scalabrini told a story about how he joined a rec league after he retired and averaged 60 points and 20 rebounds just because he could. Because everybody thinks that he was a, a big, lumbering white guy that couldn't move with red hair, and he played for the Celtics and couldn't get off the bench because KG played there. Man, no. Like, I'm going to average 60 on you guys and shoot threes just yeah. to show you that how much better I am than you. Yeah, My- Myers Leonard is 26 years old. He's seven one, right, and has a couple skills. Somebody will take a chance on Myers, and you know, everybody, every coach I know is arrogant enough to say, "Yeah, wait till I get a hold of him." And, yeah, and and for the price, he'll he'll be in the league after year. So yeah, let's let's not worry about Myers too much. We've already talked about Myers too much. Next, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have enough confidence, right? You know, get him out of here. Next spot, so, next one. So, he needs apparently, to he needs center. to go play at the twenty four twenty four hour fitness. Plenty yeah, of confidence there, <laughs> right? Skill up, but over the past couple of games, Zach Collins had fifteen. This last game against the Clippers, uh, against the loss to Memphis, uh, he had 10 points. Then there, in between there, there was a, a big drop-off. You know, there was a lot of uh, hope around what Zach Collins was able to do after he played Golden State in Miami and put up some pretty big numbers, uh, the big block towards the end of the game to, to seal one of those games. But uh, it's been a little inconsistent. But when he's good, like, he's really good. He's active around the basket. He makes things happen without the ball. Zach Collins is somebody I think Portland fans are going to really start kind of putting their arms around. We'll see if he sticks around. He will. He's going he's gonna to stick around here in Portland because I think right now people are seeing the one thing he's much better at than Yusuf Nurkic is the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Nurkic, his feet don't really move like that. You <laughs> see how, how, more, how much more active Zach Collins' feet are around the pick and roll. He kind of knows what to do. Now, I don't know if he's going to stop and pop with that shot. 
But once he gets to the rim, he's athletic enough to make something happen, and he's he's active enough to stay around the ball. So I think Zach Collins is somebody that, with the right coaching, with and I'm not sure if that's if that's Stotts. Stotts absolutely Stotts is. is amazing. I'm not saying I'm amazing. Stotts, at a point, I was kind of wondering, like, man, is Stotts really the guy? Because the Blazers keep underachieving every year. We seem to be in this. Well, maybe the Blazers should just tank. Like, I mean, that's what the season is. Like, we say this every year, and then for some reason, Terry Stotts always pulls it out towards the end of the season. I'm just curious, as a big man, it, does he have somebody to help cultivate the yeah. skills he already has and kind of, you know... I think progress is the only thing you can... That's the only way you can tell. And and you can clearly see his progress from start to right now. And remember what? He would be a sophomore, sophomore. in college. So he, I think he's actually ahead of schedule. Uh, he, he's able to play. And, and I think one of the MVPs that people don't talk about with the Blazers is Ed Davis. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I love Ed it. Davis absolutely. having an incredible year. I think he's out a couple weeks. Anybody? I, mean, I heard that he might be down a week or two. But when, even when you hear Ed Davis talk about Zach Collins, you let some know, man, man, this is when you talked about a mentor and, and different helper, I think that's the role that Ed Davis plays, right? Not just, you know, I'm, I'm coming in, getting more rebounds than anybody off the bench in the NBA, and I'm helping guys like Zach Collins, and I have the toughness, right? All those things that we're not traditionally known for. And the, the, the next thing I would say, though, is – See, I'm different. I don't think this Blazer roster is that good. I I think Terry Stotts gets the most out of these guys every single year because, you know, we got those guys for a reason. They were available. Nobody else wanted them, right? I mean, you can t- look at Aminu and Harkless and Ed Davis, and all these guys were 100% available for the cheap. And we went and got them. And, you know, the mistake was we probably paid them a little too much. But, again, it's not our money, so I, I don't worry about the salaries too much. But when you look at the way that roster is built, somehow for that team to be third in the toughest conference is amazing to me. I it think I think he's a candidate for Coach of the Year. I think he, he should, should be win. as well. I don't think he's has – has, when's the last – Blazer, the Blazer coach to win Coach of the Year. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, Schuler, Mike Schuler, maybe. Uh, you guys remember Mike Schuler? Wow. OG. Uh, Ed Davis is out for tonight's game against yeah, the Yeah, uh, he's going to be reevaluated in a week or two. So get well, Ed Davis. Okay, before we move on, just, just real quick, just everybody, who's the most important player of the players that we just mentioned from Zach Collins, Ed Davis, Yusuf Nurkic? Going forward to the playoffs, who is the most important of those three for Blazers' success? Uh, start with uh, start with Danny. I would say it's between Nurkic and Collins. Got to pick one. I'm gonna go with Nurkic. He's got to perform. He got to perform high at a high level for them to go. Same down. way. I mean, Nurk- he has to bring it like every every night. I'm going Chief Aminu. I'm making my own rules. <laughs> Great defense. Reliable shooter from the outside gives us a possible third option. That's what we need. Fourth uh, option. Fourth option. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say is Minu as well. Like I think you definitely need a Minu to knock down shots. Whenever he gets 22 points or somewhere around there, 16, 17, the Blazers are a better team. So I think he's going to be what moves them forward. Okay, I'm gonna let y'all decide because I know my guys got to get out of here in a bit. Or are you gonna stay for the whole story? Turn up. Yeah, we might. We might. Turn stay. up. We ain't got nowhere to be today. Turn right. up. Ain't changes. no burgers going on. No burgers going on today. Well, that changes everything. All right, then. Well, shoot. Coming up next, some NFL news and notes. Some big names on the move. We'll talk about it possibly. Ooh. Coming up right in here on the fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This 
is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. It's hoop season, but baseball just started, and I'm not sure how. I'll be real, Jesse, and this is going to surprise you. I was kind of excited for opening day. I had a good time watching some of the games and just kind of chilling out and everything. It was it was okay. Nice. I, I'll bet Lynch would be very proud of you. I, I think Lynch would be proud of me. And so it kind of opened up a conversation. We got, we got some NFL news and notes that I want to make sure that we get to. But um, I personally think baseball games are the best games to actually kick it at. Actually go and have a good time and everything like that. I think baseball games are the best ones. Here's why. Number one, we've all been to basketball games in Blazer games or whatever. You can't just stand in the concourse for 20 minutes during the game and chop it up with somebody. Like, you want to go and get in there and, and watch the game, sit down and everything and do your thing. Like, halftime, timeouts, you know, you go get your soda, you see your people, oh, okay, what's up? But it's usually a real five, you know, but three to four minute conversation at the most. All right, man, let me get back to my seat and do my thing. Football games, you're staying there for the whole game. You're going to sit there. You're going to watch it and everything. That's just the way that goes. You're probably not leaving your seat. Baseball games, however, man, you can chill out there in the concourse, the beer garden for most of the game and still be good. You know, you can go in there and start watching the seventh inning and just really, man, I just go there and get numbers. You, you think stay. Portland ever get a, um, a base, professional baseball team? At yeah. some point. Yeah. At some point. Next well, 15, 20 years, quite possibly. You know, but I think, man, baseball games are cheap, depending yeah. on which game you're going to or what the matchup is. Uh, you're talking about $18 for a ticket to get in the game. Uh, what is it? You want to go see the Memphis game tonight. That's going to be, man, 30 bucks, you know, 40 bucks at the, you know, at the, at the very least, you know, for yeah, a, a 300-level seat, yeah. you know. You know, I think baseball is one of the sports. Oh, Baseball is one of those sports that's best enjoyed uh, in person, right? And and you know I I've, I I love baseball when I was a kid, right? Finally went to a game, and I was like, wow! This, I mean, it's different because you know when you're watching it on the screen, you know the TV makes you focus on the batter and the pitcher. That's all you can look at, right? We're locked in in that angle. But when you're there, man, you can take in so much more how the center fielders shift in, who's warming up in the bullpen, and you can move around. And like you said, it's a different pace to it, right? There's nothing so immediately that I have to pay attention right now. You really can't talk. So it's a different game. But I think the biggest problem with with me is it's 162 games. And (laughs) this game that I'm watching don't really mean that much. That's the good thing about opening day is like, man, you can be excited about it. And if you you don't watch baseball like man you're okay like if you go to the baseball game and you just you know sit near the beer garden or just kind of chill man you're good like yeah. you don't really have to have to worry about that part so i'm looking forward to getting some mariner games this, this uh this summer i always say that and i never get a chance to go but this summer i'm definitely going to some mariner games. it's definitely a good look it's, it's a good family trip absolutely man so uh nfl you guys like football y'all like football love football yeah let's get into the real stuff so um Shoot, where do we want to start? All right, well, apparently, <laughs> Johnny Manziel Man. has been working out for multiple teams. Uh, one of those teams, uh, he is trying to potentially be the backup for the New England Patriots. Wow. Does Johnny Manziel still have a place in the NFL? I don't think yeah. he does. He wasn't that good at NFL quarterback. Um he, he he was a little little short, a little little small, and not like a Doug Flutie 
type of small to where you can hit like every blade of grass that you throw the ball out there. Like he's he he wasn't the best NFL quarterback. Now, mind you, he did play for the Cleveland Browns, so that should be noted. I think if you play for the Browns, you instantly get a pass on most of your <laughs> seriously. If you're a quarterback, and you play for the Browns. I think you should get a little bit of a pass because you weren't put in a great position. But Johnny Menzel potentially working out for for t- or working out for teams, not potentially is working out for teams. Do you have a problem with Johnny Menzel potentially being on your team? It's mixed, right? Again, I'm never going to hate on nobody's opportunity. But if you're seriously looking at Johnny Menzel, it tells me you bypassed a whole bunch of other qualified people. And let's start talking about Colin. Like, you're, you're going to have a hard time telling me why, why Johnny Manziel is a better prospect than Colin, than better than than uh, RG3, right? So so I, I'd be shocked if he winds up on a roster. But then again, we live in America in uh, this, what, 2018? So nothing shocks me when it comes to that stuff anymore. Well, th- this is what I got to say to that. Uh, one, um, there is something to be said about the fact that he was a first round pick. That's that's something that will always be attached to Johnny Manziel. He was a phenom in college. He was a first round pick. Like Rashad said, he played for the Browns, which almost gives you a pass. Everybody knew of his personal problems coming out of college, which was the red flag, why he kind of fell in the draft. Um, but the fact is, is he is a guy that had a very small window of opportunity to prove himself and i'm not going to say at all this is a guy that deserves another another opportunity because that is by no means something that anybody deserves in the nfl it is a um privilege not a right but if he has the ability to play if he can go out on the practice field and show that he still has the skills and something that you can mold into a player that you want he's young enough and that's the one thing that he has in his corner over a guy like RG3 who's older and has major injury history or a guy like Colin Kaepernick who is older and he is to the point now where you're thinking about not just the the political ramifications of adding a guy like that to your team, which is absolutely ridiculous, but the fact that you're looking at a guy who um, has athletic skills but really only has one true year of um, – looking like a quarterback and that wasn't even a full year where most of his success has come on his legs. And as we all know, as you get older, those legs start to get older and those skills deteriorate. And right now, Johnny Manziel has the younger um, youth on his side as far as that's concerned. So when you're looking at it as a franchise, you're going, well, he has raw skills. Can we mold him? And I think one of you guys mentioned it earlier when we were talking about Myers Leonard that somebody's going to have the arrogance to go, I can mold that guy to be a success. And so um, when you ask if Art, the Broncos are never, ever going to sign Johnny Manziel. Like, like, never. Never. I know, no, no, the way that I know, I know uh, John Elway, the way he thinks, um, he will never, ever sign a Johnny Manziel. Now, that's not to say that one of the other 31 other teams won't sign him. And I, a Bill Belichick, there's a guy who's arrogant enough to might actually make that work. So this this question, I would I would assume, 
I would like to hear your answer to. So if uh, we got a sexy on the text line, so if Colin Kaepernick were shorter and drunker, he'd be a patriot. <laughs> I, I mean, it. quite quite possibly. So uh, there are also a couple other big names uh, in the news right now. The New York Giants, the, the never-ending soap opera that is the New York Giants, said they are listening to authors for Odell Beckham Jr. Mm. Um, the Atlanta Falcons wouldn't say this. The Pittsburgh Steelers wouldn't say this. Why? Because they've committed to their star-wide receivers. Yeah. My question is, why Odell Beckham, past few years, numbers better than all of them? You know, if you're looking at total numbers since, yeah. since he came into the league, with exception of last year, because clearly Beckham only played... I believe it was four games last year before the injury. But um, how much of this stuff in New York is Odell's fault? Um, I, uh, I think a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, what what you keep hearing over and over is it's the off the field, the off the field, right? The, the last video I seen myself was him sitting on the bed, four girls, butterball naked, rolling up substances, white powders, you know, make your own conclusions, right? So, so, so if you're a GM, I'm, I'm not just investing in your talent. I'm investing in your life, right? And come on, this, 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 this is, this is the NFL, which stands for not for long, right? You can be the highest thing in the world, but long term for a franchise, right? Are you the best fit for us? Are we ready to commit this much money to you over a guy that could be spiraling down a different path. And that's the part. And, and let me tell you this. The parts that we get are only the fraction, right? For for every video we see, there's five we didn't see. Right. And they have people whose NFL security's job it is to find out that information. So when you hear them pushing back on a guy like Odell, it's because they know a lot more than we know. Is it is it worth the production that ODB gives you? I don't think so because football is more like a team thing and and like the, you don't want a guy like that coming in and messing up the locker room and distractions and stuff. Especially right now, when it's early, it's like you know they probably want to just get rid of the problem before it even. I think a trade a trade might humble him. Mm. You know, if he goes to another team that where he doesn't feel too comfortable, get him out of his comfort zone because you know he's a young, flashy guy and. Somewhere else, like the Browns, may <laughs> may make him. You know, I, I think I think it's one of those things for Odell, and I think we, with him, he's one of those guys that gets half the story. You know, we 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 tell the parts about ODB because he is he's flamboyant, or yeah. whatever the case is. But you know, he performs at a high day, level. He performed. People didn't like him because okay, I don't like you because you dance. That was I've a big seen his thing workouts, for, for a lot his of workouts people. Workouts being ten because that because he's the best at what he does. You know, and so my thing was. Like, some things you deal with, man. Lawrence Taylor was coming to games high on coke, but he was amazing. Some things you just deal with. When you have stars like that, and on top of that, receivers are the one position in football that are completely, their success is completely predicated on someone else. If I have a quarterback that can't get the ball to you, a la Eli Manning, sometimes, that's a problem for me. Yeah, Man, the, the Giants have much bigger problems than just Odell Beckham. Bob McAdoo was not a good coach. Well, uh, well see, and that's the thing. Like, with a wide receiver, you're, you're talking about, a guy that's predicated on somebody else and his Yikes. his success. How, how long is Eli going to be there? How who's going to be there after that? How are they going to get them the Josh ball? Rosen. How successful will he be once Eli is gone? There's a lot of questions as to is this guy going to be able to live up to the 20 million? Like if he gets traded to LA, does Jared Goff like 
keep him as the same type of receiver? Probably not. They probably do the same thing they did last year where they pass the ball around to a bunch of different receivers and his numbers go down. This is a guy, like you said, is predicated on another person making his position be successful. And because of that, you cannot pay a guy like that $20 million a year. So, so there's one other thing I wanted to touch on. I know we got a break. So just real quick, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, Patriot just said they are up for listening to trade offers. Does Rob Gronkowski get traded from the Pats? Let's start with John. I don't think so. Knowing the Pats, <laughs> maybe. No, not not now. I th- it's probably more of a tactic to keep him in line because he acts a fool sometimes. Just got to get humbled. Not humble. a chance. Uh, see, seems not like, a chance. Seems like I've heard the word humble a couple times. He talks about some of the best receivers in the league. Gronkowski, ODB. Uh, maybe take a note from the Sports Sunday guys. We'll see. Okay. Coming up next, man, something I've been wanting to talk about. The the ESPN dropped the NBA's most influential players list. You'd be kind of surprised by who's in the top ten. Possibly, maybe I was. We'll talk about that next right here on Sports Sunday with Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 